are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia. You already know that, San Antonio Spurs writer, and I'm glad to have you back. Hey, it's hump day. Hopefully this episode will get you over that hump and to the stretch run of the week, but the Spurs are back in action. And I guess today would start that hellacious portion of the second half of the schedule. We got Miami. We all know what happened uh, last time the Spurs and Miami played. They threw something out called the zone defense, and that baffled the Spurs to the point they got rocked in San Antonio. We're going to be looking at tonight's game. What are the Spurs going to have to do to get the W, to continue to continue their winning ways? And more also, Derek White, the injury report is out. He Shocking, he's not going to play tonight. But we're going to get our guest thoughts on the White injury. What does it mean for San Antonio? Who does he expect to step up should White be out for an extended period of time? And finally, we're going to be talking about the Spurs just as a whole. They're on a win streak right now, playing good. Defense is up. Everybody's playing well. But are the Spurs peaking at the right moment, or do should we pump the brakes and say, you know what, let's let's see how they're going to fare in the next few weeks? Do that and more. I'm joined by ESPN San Antonio's very own Michael Jimenez, making his second spot here on Lockdown Spurs, filling in for a guest. Michael, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And what is the injury report for you? Are you okay? You're doing all right oh. on this Wednesday. Hey, I'm doing very, very, very well. Uh, better than Derek White, apparently. Oh, man, yeah. Well, before we dive into that topic, and that's probably going to eat a bunch of this uh, episode, let's quickly look at tonight's game, Spurs, Heat. kind of teased it in the beginning. Last time these two teams faced, uh, San Antonio got waxed pretty bad, uh, all because something called a zone defense just threw <laughs> them off. Now, DeRozan did say that the team will be ready uh, for Miami should they throw that defense at them. But should, should we start with that? I mean, I think obviously I think the big key is if Miami goes to zone again, the Spurs kind of have some zone busters out there, don't they? Oh, they have to attack the zone. That's how you get through the zone. And just to let you know, during that game where they just got killed by the Heat last week, I was in Las Vegas at the Circa Casino Sportsbook, sitting uh-huh. there with a $50 winning ticket on the Spurs, down yeah. a couple of Crown and Cokes, and just watching that game, just so upset for a variety of different reasons. One monetarily, and the yeah, other one's because the Spurs. The other because the Spurs were losing, and it was so just disheartening. I mean, how did the Spurs just score in the eighties in the year twenty twenty one to score in the eighties? That's how bad of a game that was being played. Yeah, the uh, Spurs definitely got their work cut out for them. And as, as mentioned, you know, this is. Uh, I guess officially the start of that murderer's row of games they're going to play and the caliber of teams that they have on their slate. Uh, a couple of things to look out for. I'll start with some few keys uh, for me on my end when it comes to Spurs, hopefully getting that W, is Miami's going to bring the defense. They got to be ready for that. We know the zone defense is coming, but it gets it's bigger than just a zone defense. Overall, Miami has held opponents to under 100 points 21 times this season and has held their opponent's scoring average way under what they normally would average 44 times. Spo has them playing defense. Defense wins games, and we're seeing it right now with this Miami team, uh, Michael. Most definitely. You know, Miami is, I mean, they made it to the finals, right? So it's not like they're coming out of nowhere. They have a star player 
uh, in Jimmy Butler. You know, Bam can go off like he did against the Spurs last week. Tyler Harrow, you never know what you're going to get from him. You know, he's just like Patty Mills, where you mm-hmm. might have a game where there's six or eight or nine points, but then he can bust out with 20-plus points, get five or six three-pointers. And at that point, you're just playing from behind most of the, most of the way. So you never know what you're going to get from the Spurs. You never know what you're going to get from the Heat. Uh, but um, looking at that zone defense from last week, that is something that was disheartening because professional players should know how to break a zone, right? But they, right. they the Spurs the Spurs couldn't figure it out. So let's see what they can what they can do. It's almost like a playoff series, you know. Playing them a week really a, a week later, mm-hmm. you get to see the tape, review it. And see what you can do to kind of offset it, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a game of adjustments. And I think Pop is really good at adjustments. Yeah, another key to the game is Miami um, and what they do in the sense of uh, the defense. We're going to expand on it more because we know they throw out the zone defense. We know they'll hold teams under their uh, scoring average, but it gets even, I guess, worse for San Antonio if they're definitely not dotting their eyes and crossing their T's uh, in tonight's game. Uh, Miami is currently hold, holding opponents, opponents, excuse me, to just forty point six points in the paint, and ten point four fast break points. That's that's the lowest in the NBA. So, um, in if I look at the inverse of this, and correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, it seems to me like we know Miami is going to bring the defense. Dare I say, should the Spurs just try to counter with an offensive attack? I think so, and. Uh... I, you know, when you look at a zone defense, you, you either have to do one of two things. You either have to break it down by driving in or driving in and kicking back out. And what you can't do is have iso ball against a zone. And I think that they figure that out, that the Spurs sometimes do resort to iso ball, whether it be DeRozan or DeJounte on the outside right. trying to get their shot or, or trying to create their shot. That lends itself to uh, being susceptible to the zone. So you either have to attack it or attack and kick out. And so that's why I'm looking at, at players like Keldon needs to step up. Mm-hmm. Lonnie Walker needs to step up. They, I don't think the Spurs can really beat the zone with Rudy Gay or necessarily Patty Mills. You need someone who's going to attack the rim. And uh, the Spurs have the personnel to do it. It's just whether or not that personnel is going to be on the court at the same time. We're talking with Michael Jimenez. He's the co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN San Antonio. You can listen in on Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And he is a 2019 Rock the Mic champ over at ESPN San Antonio. We have a champ in the house. Look at him. Yes, sir. Michael Jimenez, champ. By the way, I I heard that you're a coach, like a a coach coach um, on your off days. Is that true? Uh, No, not a coach. I'm actually a high school basketball official. Oh, okay. I officiate uh, levels all the way up to varsity, all the way down to okay. you know seventh grade, and do AAU games and summer leagues and stuff like that. It's it's a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, I mean, do you get the business from families? Like, do they get you get the what we think we hear about parents getting mad at the refs? You know, stuff all like the that. time, all the yeah. time, man, all the time. And it's it's interesting because whenever I watch games like uh, watching the Spurs play the Wizards, I'm I'm sitting there watching the game a lot differently. I'm pointing out different yeah. strategies that the referees are doing. I'm, I'm showing my nephew, hey, look what this official's doing. And he doesn't care. But I care because whenever I see a call happen, I want to know who made that call and why. So when I watch the game, because I do three-man officiating at the varsity level, I know that's different than college and that's different than the mm-hmm. NBA. But 
the 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 whole dynamic of the three man officiating is the same regardless of level, and uh, it's interesting to see who made the call and why, and, because I right. know who the primary official is and I know who the who the backup official is on every play, and uh, so I watch the game a lot differently. And if I'm at the game, I I feel bad for the person behind me because whenever there's a foul or a violation, I almost instantaneously put my hand up in the air. Uh, so, but it's fun. But I, I, I do get the business from fans all the time from coaches. But wow. I've been doing it for so long; it's been 10, 10 plus years uh, that it just doesn't phase me as much anymore. Well, you can follow him on Twitter at two ten fantasy god. All right, let's get back to previewing tonight's Spurs uh, Heat game. Look, the Spurs definitely got the mojo on their side. You know, they're, they're winning games on the road. Shocking, I know. Uh, yeah. Don't I, I, ho- I hope they don't ever come back to San Antonio at this rate, but. Um, you're looking at the Spurs and just statistically how confident teams or fans in this case uh, should be uh, looking at that third quarter score. Uh, Michael, the Spurs are 13 and one on the road when they're leading after the third period. That tells me this team puts away teams. If they have a lead, they're going to just get that W and, you know, strike back. If that other team is uh, driving back, trying to, you know, capitalize mm-hmm. on a deficit. It seems to me on the road, this team plays so well. And look at that one stat proves it. DeMar DeRozan, after the uh, win over the Wizards, said he he doesn't even understand why they were able to bring more juice on the road versus home. Do you have any explanation of why? Why why do the Spurs play so well away from San Antonio? It's time to hand out the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week right here on Locked On Spurs. But before we do that, quickly, Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game. And are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Make sure to get yourself some Michelob Ultra now. And the Ultra Player of the Week right here on Lockdown Spurs is DeMar DeRozan. What more can you say about the veteran? He's having an amazing run right now. His performance versus the Wizards uh, helped propel the Spurs to the overtime win. Uh, is showing up in clutch situations. And, you know, he did pretty much pat himself in the back saying he considers himself one of the best finishers in the NBA. And you got to agree with him. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is doing it all on the offensive end and facilitating. He's the team's leading the facilitator. So with that, we're going to give the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week to DeMar DeRozan. I don't think we can really pinpoint why, but if I had to guess... Um, I would say it's because of, of having such a young core and they sometimes might be able to uh, unite better away, a, a uh, just getting away and having uh, a different type of camaraderie on the road. Uh, it is different, man. You know, when you're at home, it, there's, a, there's a different schedule, right? But when you're on the road, everyone's on the same schedule. They're doing the same thing. They're eating together. They're working out together. They're traveling together. Right. And I think for young players – that's so similar to what goes on when you're when they're playing college ball, and uh, I enjoy it, you know, because if they're going to be a good team on the road, I would much rather them be a good team on the road and then know that they can improve at home than the other way around. Uh, but it's it's different, and I don't take too much stock in it either way, to be honest with you, because right now they're playing in arenas with two, three, four, five, six thousand fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll know more about this team when there's twenty thousand fans in every arena oh, that yeah. they go to. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, 
Michael, how do you see tonight's game going down? Man, um, it's, it's tough. Yeah, I, I'd be a lot more confident if Derek White was out there. And I wish we knew more about his his injury. Uh, obviously, the Spurs are very tight-lipped when it comes to things like that. And it was really disheartening to see him uh, you know, walk off the court. And you know, those sprained ankles are very, very tough because that could be an injury that's just two or three weeks. Uh, but it could also be an injury that lasts much longer. Uh, I know myself, I was playing... Uh, tennis a few uh, uh, several months ago and it lingered for a long long time um, but they, these are professional athletes and they're in better shape so hopefully he can bounce back from that uh, but taking a look at it you know you have to attack the rim in this game I think this game is going to be decided as to who's going to be that player that steps up so with white gone is that going to be Patty Mills is that going to be Lonnie Walker or dare I say is that going to be Devin Vassell we never know because we don't know what lineup he's going to put in there. Uh, if I had to suspect how I think it's going to work out, I think the I think the Spurs are going to rely a lot on Patty, and if Patty can go off and 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 make four out of six threes, I think the Spurs have a good chance at that point. If they rely on Lonnie Walker, uh, I want to see that confidence in him, man, because mm-hmm. the last few last four or five games, that confidence level has not been there. It's weird. I was watching. I've been watching some of these games and. You know, we say this as a referee to walk or run with a purpose. And it's so weird seeing Lonnie not seem to be going to his spots with any purpose. It's almost looking like he's reacting more than anything else. Because I see Keldon hit his spots and Patty Mills hit his spots and Rudy Gay. All of these players are, are, are moving around the court with a purpose. And I focus on Lonnie and he just seems lost out there. I would love to see him take that yeah. leap in this upcoming game, uh, in today's game, because he is uh, very, very talented, and we've seen 25-point performances from him in the past, You know, games in the 20s and things like that. Let's, let's see if we can make that happen. But I yeah. suspect that Patty Mills is going to be the first one to get the crack at it to see if, if, mm-hmm. if, they, can, if they can take over for Derek White in this game. Yeah, I'm right with you. I'm looking at uh, Lonnie Walker, and I will talk about that in just a few seconds about Derek White, but I'm looking at Lonnie. He's we've seen him step in when guys are down, in particular DeMar DeRozan. When DeMar DeRozan had his personal issues or he was just out, Lonnie tends to step up whenever they need him in that capacity. With Mm -hmm. White out, perhaps he does the same thing. So I'm definitely looking at Walker as my go-to guy to step up with White. And you know, before we dive into the White, um conversation uh I, for me i i think it's gonna be another tough fought game very eerily similar to maybe the washington game which has come down to the the last few minutes of the uh, period but i i think miami's just defense you know defense just wins games wins titles you know and miami has it the spurs okay they're getting better but they're not at that level of miami so unfortunately yes on a lockdown spurs i'm gonna yeah, have to go with uh, miami I, I just think they and they're playing in their gym you mentioned Bam. Um, you know, Eubanks has been playing great lately, um, but Bam had his way versus Pirtle. Um, he had his way versus Eubanks. I don't even know if Eubanks played that game, but I mean, I'm pretty sure Eubanks is going to have his hands full. So, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, D- there's other peripheral players outside of Hero and Butler and Bam. There's Duncan Robinson. For some reason, he loves playing against the team that he should be wearing a Spurs jersey with that name, Duncan Robinson. You know, he he lights up the Spurs, and so. And you had wasn't there like some guy that rarely gets run and he played against San Antonio? I forgot his name in that first game in San Antonio, and he just went off too. 
So, uh, yeah, I think the Spurs are going to have their handfuls tonight. And hopefully I'm wrong and uh, they get the W. But as of right now, that defense, you got to give the edge to Miami just in that category. All right, let's go to shift gears now and talk about Derek White. Now, yesterday's uh, lockdown Spurs, we, we dived deep into it. We threw some numbers out there, what we're missing with uh, White likely to be out. But, Michael, you talked about it a little while ago. The Spurs um, have released their injury report for tonight's game. All they said is White is out, right ankle sprain. We don't know the severity. We don't know how long. We don't know if there's if there's an MRI done. When you saw the injury happen, what were your first thoughts? What did you think? How is this going to impact San Antonio as the season moves on? Well, it's a bittersweet victory. I mean, if, if you have anything to hang your hat on when it comes to the Spurs and that game against the Wizards, it's that they still pulled it out in overtime, you know, despite White's injury. You know, White had only played like 19 minutes uh, when he got hurt, and uh, he was having a, an off night from three. Uh, but, you know, his presence was still felt defensively. And to see him exit out and to see the Spurs still come around and score 146 points was relatively amazing. Yeah. 146 points. We had talked about that uh, on Locked On about how what pace were they going to play? Were they going to play at the Spurs play, pace yeah. or the Wizards pace? And they were playing at the Wizards pace. And I know you tweeted about that. And mm-hmm. the Spurs still overcame that. They overcame uh, White's injury. But when I saw it, uh, it, it just hurt my heart because – Derek White is someone who literally gives his body to the Spurs. I don't know how many teeth he's going to have left after his Spurs career is over. He seems to lose teeth like crazy because he draws all these charges, and he he, he is fearless when it comes to that. And and having a player that is fearless defensively, who, oh, by the way, over the last week and a half was averaging 21-5-5, those guys don't grow on trees. So when it, comes to, when it comes to who is going to step up for him, it might not be step up by one player, but it might need to be a step up by committee. That might mean that, mm-hmm. that Keldon carries 30 or 40% of the load and, and Lonnie Walker and Patty Mills. It has to be done as a collective unit because I don't think there's one player on the Spurs roster right now that can actually – do everything that that Derek White can do. I think Devin Vassell has the ability because he's he's mm-hmm. has the potential for having elite defense just like Derek White can. And and Vassell can also shoot the three very very well. He's over forty percent for the year, so he has those attributes. But at the same time, uh, Vassell's a young guy. We don't know if he's going to get the run. We don't know. Uh, you know, he doesn't have that veteran leadership mm-hmm. aspect of him either. Uh, so. Man, it, it's disheartening. I mean, the Spurs still won, though. They still won. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be shorthanded coming into this game. But uh, the Spurs, yeah, the, what a great, what a fascinating team to dissect because you don't know what you're going to get. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors, six new ones, including caramel brownie and carrot cake. You cannot go wrong by getting yourself a box of built bars right now and those uh, 12 original flavors well they include orange coconut peanut butter brownie one of my favorites and speaking of favorites i'm going through boxes of them right now i went through one uh, a couple days ago and had one and another and another they're that good why because they're covered in 100 chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew they're great for the health conscious person and if you want to lose or maintain weight 
Well, get yourself a box of Built Bars right now. You want to go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15. That'll get you 15% off your next order. Once again, LOCK15 is the promo code you want to use when you go to BuiltBar.com and get yourself 15% off your next purchase. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action by going to BetOnline.ag. This week has tons of sports actions on the go. The NFL Draft is here, the Kentucky Derby is back, and as the first leg of the Triple Gun begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, your Spurs, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the run to the playoffs. Once again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and use promo code LOCKEDON. Yeah. Uh, once again, we're talking with Michael Jimenez. He's the co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN San Antonio. I think it was 94.5 FM and 1250 AM. Uh, make sure to tune in and listen to what Michael has cooking. I guess figuratively, because he does say Sunday Sports Grill. So I'm assuming there's cooking involved uh, on the radio waves in San Antonio. Michael, I look at the loss of Derek White, and my first thought was like, oh, boy. That was my first thought. Like, oh, no, this is not good. Because – he was having this season the best month of uh, the, the season. I mean, 18 plus points per game, you know, the assists, the charges, you know, I see death taxes and white getting charges. That's usually what's going to happen in the game. Uh, but uh, you, you're losing a guy that numbers aside, just the grit, just, you mentioned the losing the teeth, just that ability, just to take the punishment, do the dirty work. And for a guy as skilled as he is to be willing to do that type of work, is impressive. Now, again, we don't know how long he's going to be out. For all we know, it, it would look worse than maybe what it was. It is. Michael, there was a little bit of a relief because after he struggled to get off the court and after his teammates walked him off the court into the tunnel, there's video of him walking under his own power into the tunnel. So that mm-hmm. maybe is a good sign. But knowing the Spurs, and Michael, you know this, they're going to be extra cautious. I mean, he why could be telling them right now? Now it looked worse than it really was. It wasn't bad. Look, I'm seeing I'm fine. I'm doing 10 jumping jacks. I'm good. <laughs> and they'll be, nah, you're, you're okay. You're going to sit out for the next three, four, five games. I mean, that's just the Spurs. But talk about snake bitten. I mean, from the toe in surgery, then the re injury, just new injury on the same toe, then the COVID hit him. And now this. I mean, this is, you know, you, you got to wonder what's this doing for his psyche. You know, can he maintain that? And let's not forget this too. Look how long it took him to get going coming off the surgeries and the toe injury and, and, the, and the coronavirus to now until the injury. If he does come back sooner than later, he's going to need more time again to get his legs under him again because they're going to really keep him out of practice and you know, away from the court and let him rest and heal it uh, up. Ugh, this is probably going to be a season that White's going to love to forget, but – is there something else beyond stats, beyond numbers that Derek White provides? And I ask that is because you look at this team, they they got guards. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Lonnie, hopefully knock on wood, he'll step up. And Patty, you mentioned him. Maybe Trey Jones. I don't know. But there's something with him when he's on that floor that just 
it seems to be he's a steadying force for this Spurs team. Uh, your thoughts, Michael? I think he really opens things up for so many players. I think that you take a look at players like uh, DeRozan. You take a look at players like Keldon Johnson. I think he spreads the floor very, very well because you have to respect his three-point shot because you leave him open, he's going to drain it. Uh, You have to respect his ability to drive. Uh, You have to respect his ability to get back on D. Uh, Derek White is... If you wanted to have like the perfect teammate, the perfect set of skills for somebody who's not going to be an elite player or who's not going to be an all-star, because I don't think Derek White will ever be an all-star. But if you wanted to have like the perfect complementary player, the, the perfect third banana, if you will, he has every attribute that you would want. Makes free throws. Can kill you from three has the ability to drive, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and plays elite defense. He's the kind of player, and, and for the Spurs to have got him at the end of the first round of a draft is amazing, right. and, and to, and to mm-hmm. build him up. Um, I think that Derek White, beyond being a, a, a good player, a very solid player, is somebody that other, other younger Spurs can look at and go, that could be me. You know, mm-hmm. that, that could be me. Trust the system, develop. I know it's frustrating because we've talked in the past about Devin Vassell not, not being on the court, uh, but the Spurs have had some success stories, Derek White being one of them. He is the Spur player that I wish they could always have. And I, I can't really think of a player in the past that the Spurs have had that is similar to Derek White. Derek White is a bit of a unicorn when it comes mm-hmm. to his skill set. I mean... Uh, I think that probably the closest would be Sean Elliott, but they played two different positions. Right. So uh, I, I, it's he's a leader on the court and off the court for the Spurs. He's got four weeks to get better, you know, because the Spurs mm-hmm. have have a little bit of time, three to four weeks to get better before he's needed. You're right. He has been snake bitten this year because he's had so many injuries from you know his toe, his ankle, and whatnot, and and it took a while for him to get his feet under him, and he was finally getting right. going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, you know he's a pros pro man, and 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 yeah. I I I think that if he's ready to go when it comes time for the tournament, that's the beautiful part of the Spurs being the Pelicans uh, a, a few days ago is the fact that the Spurs basically ensure the fact that they're probably going to be in the right. tournament, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what they do the rest of the way, it'd be very difficult for them to not make it, especially with a win over the Wizards too. So uh, let him rest, man. It doesn't matter to, mm-hmm. to me if the Spurs get in at 7, 8, 9, or 10. I know it's easier to get into the playoffs if you're 7 or 8, but I just want to see a healthy Derek White out there so that we can say that we actually had our team at full force. Absolutely. And, you know, defensively, you look at what White brings to this uh, team. Uh, according to Cleaning of the Glass, Michael, he ranks in the 97th percentile at his position, which is the wing combo guard. Uh, and block percentage, 1.7%. So 1% of the, center of the time, he's going to get you a block during the game. It's nearly uh, 2%, which is ranks high statistically according to the analytics. Now let's look at some of his uh, shooting accuracy numbers. Again, you're, you're seeing him improve. Let's talk about the corner three-point shot. And I think, if anything, the Spurs are going to miss that aspect because we know the Spurs struggle from three this season. Um, he ranks in the 78th percentile in just knocking down the corner three at 48% at his position. So 
the Spurs are losing a, lo- a lot on defensively, a lot on the offensively, namely where you win NBA games nowadays at the three-point line. Uh, your your overall outlook for White, uh, will the Spurs survive uh, you know, for how long he could be out? Um, it's going to be difficult to survive these next five games, next, next seven games, uh, with or without mm-hmm. him. I mean, we're taking a look at Miami, Boston, coming back home to Philadelphia, and then back-to-back against Utah. Wow. You know, you called it murderer's row. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. most definitely a murderer's row. I mean, I think as Spurs fans, we should be optimistic, not optimistic, we should be hopeful that the Spurs somehow come out of this two and three out of the next five games. Because even after that, they've got difficult road games beyond that. But I would love to see the Spurs go at least two and three out of these five. I'd be happy with that. Uh, But it's going to be very difficult without Derek White. I mean, because like I said, you're going to have to make up for his stats and make up for his leadership. And there's not one player that can necessarily do that consistently. So as I've said before, do it by committee. Keldon, mm-hmm. you know, Keldon Johnson, for example, started off you know, pretty hot to start the year and has tailed off. We, we need you, baby. We need you to come back. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to need you. We can't get 11 points from you anymore. We need 17 or 18. We need Patty yeah. Mills to be out there and not be a defensive liability, but be, uh, you know, someone who goes off for four out of six or five out of eight from three. That's what we need to offset Derek White. It, that is, I mean, Der- Derek White is, you know, I like to consider him the heart and soul of the team. Right. You know, he's not yeah, going yeah. to get you the 30 plus points that uh, a DeRozan will give you. By the way, we haven't spoken much about him. He's just been incredible yeah, know, right? the last week and a half. But just on the defensive end, uh, offensively, leadership-wise, uh, I, I think White's the heart and soul of the team. And I think that I, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Spurs started playing better once he started playing better. Absolutely. So, hope you know, crossy fingers, White doesn't um, will be away from the team for that long. But yeah. you know, it's it's, and I agree with you. I think it's. Um, all hands on deck. Uh, and I recently had a chance to talk with DeMar DeRozan, actually not about DeMar, but about DeJounte Murray. And he's noticing that Murray's becoming more of a vocal leader this year. I think the Spurs are going to need that. They're going to need somebody to be on them. You know, you expect there to be some adjustment with the rotation, with white out, some, uh, some getting used to, if you will. Uh, players are going to be given additional minutes. You're going to see it spread out. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised to see DeVissell get some of those minutes. I just don't know if he'll be It'll be just even with extra minutes. I don't think they'll be even the team will be consistent with him with those extra minutes. So, again, I think it's a matchup situation for him. But Lonnie, yeah, DeJounte, yeah, Mills, you're right. The the guys are going to have to really step up because they got some uh, big shoes to fill without Derek White. All right, let's go ahead and uh, start talking about uh, the final topic right here on Lockdown Spurs. That's that's just the Spurs as a whole. Now, you see them winning games. They're on a the winning streak right now, Michael. They're looking like they're rounding into form. The defense is getting better. Offensively, they're okay. They've been okay all season. The three-point shot is falling a little bit more with consistency. Uh, and those of us, the Spurs fan base are thinking, we're back, baby. We're back. Look at us. We're peaking <laughs> at the right time. We're 7-3 and three in the last 10. Do you 
you look at this team the way they're playing right now with uh, a little bit of caution. Are you on the are you on the bandwagon? You're on the hype wagon. You're thinking, yeah, we're back, baby. Where does Michael Jimenez land on the spectrum? Oh, I'm still very cautious when it comes to it. I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess is what I would say. Uh, reasons for optimism. I mean, DeRozan is playing out of his mind right now, playing like the 82nd best player in the NBA, right? <laughs> Obviously. Uh, no, I mean, he is playing like the snubbed all-star that he is. And um, looking at DeJounte Murray, I mean, Murray's stat line against the Wizards, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, not only scoring 25 points, but, you know, 17 rebounds, adding mm-hmm. the, the five assists. Uh, we talked about Derek White returning to form and getting his feet underneath him. Uh, but the confidence level that you're seeing with DeJounte Murray, I mean, earlier I talked about how it looks like Lonnie Walker is not is not going to his spots with purpose. I would say that DeJounte Murray is not only getting to his spots with purpose, but he's getting there with swagger. And I mm-hmm. love seeing that in a point guard. And uh, so yeah, between he... it's good. Oh, no, I was going to, you know, add to that. You know, I, I dug into some numbers and you Murray and just how confident he is. And I, and I get it that, you know, one of the biggest knock on him has been what? Well, his outside shot, his outside shot. Uh, but if you look at his career as it's progressed, he's gotten better at the mid-range. At his rookie season, he was about 44%. You fast forward to this season, 48.3%. And I think that ability to knock down that two-point shot it lends to that confidence. Because if that shot's going down, Michael, you know where he wants to go, attacking the rim, doesn't he? Well, beyond that, you know, when he does attack the rim, the biggest thing that I've noticed from DeJounte Murray this year that's a positive is that when he attacks the rim, he's in better control of his body. And, you know, as a, as a basketball official, you know, you see players attack the rim, and sometimes they attack the rim, and they just hope to get bailed out by a call, or they're going to get fouled, they're just going to fling the ball up in the air and hope that it goes in. But one thing that I've noticed about DeJounte is that when he attacks the rim this year, mm-hmm. he seems to be in more control of his upper body so that when there is contact, he's squared up with the basket to give that chance for the three-point play. Uh, it, it, it almost seems like he has slowed down his game just a hair to be in better control. And right. I think that that is part of the reason why his his shooting numbers are up is because you know if you get fouled and 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 you miss the shot it doesn't count it, it's like it's like it didn't exist mm-hmm. but if you get that three point play that not only gets you those two points but statistically improves your field goal percentage so uh, Dejounte Murray seems to be in control of himself offensively he's not hitting the ground as much also when he gets when he gets hit so he's back on defense faster this is Mm -hmm. by far the best season we've ever seen from him is he going to be an all nba defensive player this year maybe maybe not but the fact of the matter is i think he's a more complete player this year than he's ever been one thing i'm glad he did not pick up learning under tony parker was always falling in every play tony parker hit the floor like (laughs) almost every drive he was just always yeah. on his butt, flailing. I'm like, okay, by the time he gets up, by the time he gets back on defense, look, Parker wasn't the, the greatest defender. But, um, yeah, Murray Murray definitely, um, you know, he's able to control that body and get back on defense where he excels. Yeah, he's one of the – I think he's the he's among the uh, – no, I think he does rank in the fifth percentile at his position in rebounds at point guards. So he, we know he can rebound with the best of them. 
and then some. Yeah, overall, I think I'm kind of taking a, a cautious look. I'm, I'm thinking, like, get back to me in, in next week and then next week kind of vibe because I want to see how they're going to do against some of the upper crust teams. We're going to see, you mentioned the Jazz and you've got Miami tonight. They still have dates with the Suns. Now, the thing about it, Michael, is that this could all be for nothing because these teams are likely to start locking up playoff positioning and they can mm-hmm. just rest people. Then we're really not going to know how to gauge this team like going into the play-in tournament because it, it, I think it's all but certain they're in, right, the play-in tournament. I mean, unless they something yeah. catastrophe happens, right? I mean, they're in. But yeah, I, I wouldn't bet my life on it, but I would I'd yeah. bet a, a good chunk of money to say that that they're going to be in the tournament. By the way, real quick, who do you want? Who who of the of the teams that are in right now? I think it's Blazers, Spurs, the Grizzlies, and the Warriors. I think that's those are the four teams vying. What do you think is well? The I mean, the way it, it it really doesn't matter because it doesn't the, matter? The, okay. the way the way that the tournament works out: seven plays eight, nine plays ten. And then, you know, the winner of 9-10 plays the loser of 7-8. Mm-hmm. So the, the whole point of, of getting into the eighth spot is to uh, only have to win one game to make the playoffs, where uh, if you are the 9-10 position, you need to, you know, rattle it off and go, go back-to-back games. Yeah. Uh, I think the important thing for the Spurs is, is that I think one of those games, even though they play better on the road, I'd like for one of those games to at least be at home. So that means mm. finish at least number nine. So that maybe they take care of the Warriors at home and then maybe then go off and, you know, have to play Portland in Portland, for example. Uh, I think if there's any team I want to avoid, it's probably Memphis. The, the Memphis has the Spurs numbers this year. Uh, Memphis is basically a, I hate to say it, but a more athletic version of the Spurs. They have a lot mm-hmm. of the same, you know, John Makes Morant. And, yeah. and, and, and it's like what the Spurs do good, Memphis does good at the same positions. So that's a little bit crazy when it comes to it all. But I think in a perfect world, the Spurs somehow kind of finagled their way into the seventh spot. They would have to finish in the top eight. They'd have to win the seven, eight matchup. And can you imagine if they took on Phoenix, knowing that the Spurs were able to handle Phoenix and the Spurs kind of match up well with them. That is what I'm looking at there. So that's the perfect scenario for the Spurs. I think the worst case scenario for the Spurs is having to go on the road to beat Steph Curry and then having to go on the road to beat uh, a Memphis type of team. Uh, That would be uh, a very difficult challenge. But the Spurs have that inside straight draw where they can finish eight, jump to seven, get the Suns, and all of a sudden it's game on. I hope that's right. No, I never thought I would say this. But it's bad enough that there's no Fiesta in San Antonio right now. I never thought I'd say, I hope there's no Spurs playoffs in San Antonio, just how <laughs> because of the, how well they play away from San Antonio. Um, but yeah, I, I'm right. I'm right there with you. I'm I'm ca- I'm optimistically cautious right now. This team, uh, you know, I look back at their recent wins. Uh, Detroit. I mean, they should beat them, and they did. You know, Phoenix took them lightly, and the Spurs took advantage of that mental lapse. Great, yay, Spurs. Um, you you duel out duel a, um, a Wizards team uh, that was hot, and I think that gave me a little bit more of a spike in optimism because Memphis was like an eight game winning streak. You got Beal, you got Westbrook. Go to overtime. The the, the scoreboard was already way over hundred. What after ten minutes into the game? I mean the way <laughs> right they were going. I thought an ABA game broke out back in my day. You know watching that, I, mean, I, said, I said, oh, is Doug Moe coaching the Spurs right now? Because that's all he wanted to do, but. 
all in all, you know, the Spurs are definitely trending in the right direction. We'll see what they're made of starting tonight in Miami and moving forward because it's about to get real, as the kids say, Michael. Uh, Michael, I want to thank you for hopping on Lockdown Spurs again at short notice. I appreciate you coming on. No but, uh, you know, we've been we've been talking about the uh, the Sports Grill, the show you got going on ESPN San Antonio. What can fans expect when they tune in? How can they tune in? Tell us all about it. Uh, well, the Sunday Sports Grill is on ESPN San Antonio, uh, 12.50 a.m., 94.5 FM. Uh, we also come out on Facebook Live on ESPN San Antonio's Facebook page. Uh, it's a fun show. We go from 11 to 1 p.m. Uh, it's a fun show because we talk uh, about a, a lot of sports, obviously, but a lot of nostalgia, a lot of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things, ongoing thing, is I like to give movie reviews 40 years after they happen. Uh, because I've been forced to watch things like The Outsiders, and I've been yeah. forced to watch Jaws, you know, Star Wars movies that I've never seen before. Uh, so it, it's kind of interesting. I know you asked me to watch uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes. I think yeah, I think I'll watch that, that this week. But I wonder if those, it's going to change a- me. I those aliens gonna... are, are are creepy looking. Just a heads up. <laughs> uh, I wonder if the, if it's going to change me now, knowing that I know what all those movies are about. But uh, it's a fun right. show. Uh, we 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 have a, we have a really loyal uh, uh, listeners to mm-hmm. to the program, and uh, I look forward to it. So it's Sundays from eleven to one. Check it out right now, and also give uh, Michael a follow on Twitter. You want to give out your Twitter handle at two ten fantasy god. Do it right now and get all the latest and greatest from Michael Jimenez. Again, we have a champ. We have a champ in the house right now. He's the 2019 Rock the Mic champ. So you got to give the champ his respect right now. All right, as for me, you want to definitely check out Lockdown Spurs. Subscribe to wherever you get your favorite podcasts, Odyssey app, Google Play, Stitcher. You can even tell your smart speaker. I got a kick out of this the other day, Michael. I told my smart speaker, play Lockdown Spurs, and it played. Really? I was like, yeah. Yeah, you can do that. The 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 whizzes behind the scenes at the Lockdown Network were able to set that up for us. So all in all, it's just just no excuse for you to not tune into Lockdown Spurs and get your Spurs daily fix uh, because it's about to get real. Uh, this, this team is about to get uh, really tested very very soon. And if you need more sports news outside of San Antonio, the Spurs and whatever Michael's take on pop culture, where you can get all the sports news you need in under twenty minutes. With the Locked On Today podcast, it updates you with the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. So follow the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So for Michael Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.